This is Hope FM. Well, you heard me saying a moment or two ago that Nancy Guidi is the CEO and co-founder of NGM, which stands for New Generation Music. She and her late husband, Ray, formed a band called Heartbeat, which many of you no doubt will have heard of. Their joint ministry has literally impacted the, the lives of thousands of young people, and not just young people, but thousands of people around uh, the world. Nancy herself is a prolific uh, author and speaker, and she's just released a brand, a new book, Who Would Ever Have Thought?, well, she joins me now. Good morning to you, Nancy. Good morning, Blair. Lovely to be with you. And it's lovely to hear your lovely Scottish Celtic accent. <laughs> now, now I, I know that you, you and Ray were born in Air in Scotland, one of the few places in Scotland, actually, that I've been to. But how did the whole faith journey begin for you, for you particularly, Nancy? Well, quite incredible, really, in that God gave us a six-month call um, to leave where uh, we were in air, we were in. Uh, we had been married for about five or six years, and we had a bungalow there. We also uh, were in two fantastic jobs. Uh, we had fantastic friends, brilliant family, and yet God called us to leave there and to go to England and uh, to set up a ministry, which we didn't know was going to be called Heartbeat at that point, but we just knew it was a vehicle that we could use to tell people about our God. And so it was a fantastic start to taking a hold of the the hand of God and moving from Scotland to England. It was, as you can imagine, a huge thing for us because we were leaving great jobs and uh, leaving our house, leaving our friends, even leaving our dog, would you believe? (laughs) And going to England and just saying, Look, Lord, we're going to put our hand into yours and trust you for the future. We never imagined what God would do. I have to say, I, that's why my new book is called Who Would Ever Have Thought? Because we had never imagined that God would do so much with us and teach us really about trusting him and living by faith, not only for, you know, everything that people normally live for, by faith for, but also our finances, and trusting God for that too. Now, you literally give up everything. You you, you sold your home, and, and you, you you talk about having a very clear call. I, I mean, obviously the call to England, but did, did God reveal to you at that moment what the nature of that call was likely to be? No, not at the time. And uh, God, what I've discovered over the years is that God seems to take you on a journey and <laughs> doesn't reveal everything at the you know the right at the beginning but you have to take his hand and just trust him in every step of the journey and every step of the way we had no idea actually until about five months into the call that it would be our first port of call coming to england would be to join british youth for christ and we were there for about three years and then we set up our own ministry in malmesbury under the name of heartbeat because by then in youth for christ we had uh, prayed in four other people, and the six of us became the band Heartbeat. I don't know if you remember Heartbeat from I, the, I, the rem- 80s. I remember playing the tunes on Radio Hallam in Sheffield, uh, where I, w- I was radio presenter there for seven years, and we often used to uh, play the music of Heartbeat. Great. Tell us who we Well, we set up in. Yeah, I was going to say just. Sorry, tell us I was going to say t- we set up in Malmesbury, and then obviously we moved to where we are now. 
in Thornbury near Bristol. Now, in setting up uh, Heartbeat, what, what was the core of the vision? I mean, clearly music and the creative arts was very much a part of the DNA yep. of both you and Ray, uh, your, your husband. Uh, but but in establishing Heartbeat, which of course was, was, was a music band in its own right, wasn't it, as well as being a, a, a ministry? Yes, absolutely. We wanted to have people with us who were completely sold out to God and but at the same time were really good musicians and so we prayed basically for that to happen um but our whole heart and vision was that god would use this vehicle of heartbeat um and and eventually obviously we changed the name to ngm but would use that vehicle to reach thousands and thousands of people right across the world now we our vision to begin with was the uk (laughs) with young people But God has expanded that over the years, and now it's any age, and it's worldwide. And But we would never have imagined that at the beginning, if you, if you know what I mean. So God took us step by step and led us that way. Now, obviously, the band itself was, was, was very soon catapulted to the national platform, never mind the international platform, and I believe you did enjoy some success in, in Top of the Pops, and, of course, with some, some tunes yes. that people may well remember, like Come On and Celebrate, and Heal Our Nation. Yes. <laughs> so many, well, I suppose they're golden oldies now, Nancy, but, but still, carry, yeah. still carry a powerful message. Absolutely, yes. I mean, Heal Our Nation at the moment, because of everything that's happening with COVID-19, people are taking a hold of that song and and singing it again because a load of them are contacting me saying this song is is as relevant now as it was in the days that that was released in, in the 80s. And so it's encouraging that people are still using the song God, come and heal our nation and pour out your spirit on our land. Yes. Well, we're going to play it a wee bit later on in, in the programme, so people have to be a bit patient with us. Uh, but just now, your, your yes. first music choice that you've chosen uh, is, an, is another one out of the New Generation Stable, uh, Blessed Assurance. I'll leave you to introduce it. Sure. It's a brilliant song. I have always loved Blessed Assurance. It's an old hymn, and it was written many, many years ago. Uh, but I sang it in my, my childhood at, at my church, and it was the first song I ever sang solo. But when my husband, uh, later in life, when we were, you know, in past heartbeat days and into NGM days, began to write a little extra portion into the song Blessed Assurance. And that is the one that you're about to hear now. This is my story 
That, of course, was a blessed uh, assurance chosen by uh, by Nancy. Now, you wanted to say a few more words about the song, didn't you? Great, great, great hymn to a new setting. Yeah, I, I just love the midsection that Reed wrote in the middle. It talks about, you know, I know I'm loved forever. And a lot of people don't know they're loved forever. And uh, I just love that fact that it, it states out, you know, exactly what God how God loves us, and it says at the end, you know, the person singing it says, "I am His, and I know He's mine." Um, it's a great, it's a great EP, and if anybody wants to get a hold of it, they can get a hold of it on our website, which is mgm.org.uk. Um, it's actually been sung by um, some of the, well, the whole album has been sung by people that either are in NGM now or were in NGM in the past. 
Now let's go back to to, to Hardby because we, we we left the story there about uh, you know you being on top of the pops and uh, and and all of that and of course the real central vision for uh, revival. How, how would you have summed up? But what what, have, what would you have seen revival being like in those days, Nancy? Well, it starts. I want you to pray for the nation as a whole. Now, for Heartbeat, we had travelled, you know, vast amounts of places in the UK. And every time we went to a, a city, a town, a place, we would pray for that particular place. But we had never prayed for the whole nation uh, as a whole. And so we thought, okay, we'll do that. And we thought it was something that was kind of on the side of our ministry. But it very quickly became central to the whole heart and vision of heartbeat and um, I remember one particular night where God just basically just turned up I mean he he started to say revival starts with you as individuals and you know no longer am I prepared to put you know to keep to put up with the things that you think don't count like things like you know an unkind word to someone and you just think oh, it doesn't matter but God was saying actually those things do matter and he was teaching us to experience revival within ourselves and also live in revival within ourselves. But then God gave us a picture, and it was uh, out of this picture um, that there, were, there was a, a prophetic word was given, and it was a picture of a tidal wave coming to the shores of England and crashing onto England and spreading out to the rest of the British Isles and went into other nations as well. And God spoke prophetically and said, I am sending a new move of my spirit to this land. It's not something that, you know, I've done before, like, you know, old-time religion or revival, but what I'm doing is I'm sending a new move of my spirit across this land, and I want my people to get ready and get prepared for what I'm about to do. And so what we did out of that that prophetic uh, word and that vision that I had, we wrote the song Heal Our Nation. And it, out of that song, we then toured the whole of the UK um, with a, a tour called Heal Our Nation, really saying to the church, look, we've got to get a hold of this, get prepared, um, what God said in the word, get prepared for what he's about to do. And do you know something? Many, many years have gone by, and many moves of God have happened in, 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 the, in the whole of the UK. But I feel we are in a precious time now where that word is so appropriate for us to move and to believe God for revival for our nation. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, uh, Nancy, because it's almost like many of us are, are, are pregnant with the with revival. There's a sense that God uh, is is on the move, although of course it's in the background to the the whole COVID nineteen challenges, which of course for some is but absolutely a lot of confusion and so on. Some people people think maybe that you know that this is God's judgment on the nation. What's your take on it? I mean, obviously, you're a woman who, and uh, you and Ray, and with a team, you you are carriers uh, of re- revival. But what's your take on the place that we find ourselves in right now? It's a very unusual place for a start. <laughs> We've never <laughs> been this way before. Um, but you know, I feel that God is using this time to bring nations, not just our nation, but nations to Himself. 
and he's doing some pretty remarkable stuff, to be honest. Um, I've heard of people being healed of COVID-19 supernaturally by the power of God. Um, I've heard personally of someone who had, in fact, she called me, um, well, through Messenger, she, you know, sent a message to me saying what had happened to her because she was very confused because in her in her dream, God met her and God spoke to her clearly in her dream and she couldn't understand what was going on because she would describe herself as someone who wasn't spiritual, never went to church and ran away from God the whole of her life. And here she was having a dream that God said to her, uh, God showed her a picture of me in a, in a waterfall and I was shouting to her, saying, come on in the waterfall, come in the waterfall. And as she went nearer the waterfall to see it, she recognized that this waterfall was like a golden waterfall. It wasn't water, it was like pure gold. And God then spoke clearly to her in her dream, saying, you know, what I want you to do is to get into the waterfall and be see Nancy. Uh, Nancy doesn't have, because she, she had in her hand just this little, little bucket and she said, Nancy doesn't have a bucket. She's actually being drenched in it. And I want you to do the same. And she woke up sobbing. And she, she contacted me because she knew who I was. And she contacted me saying, Nancy, what is going on? And I said, you have to know God is speaking to you. And anyway, the next night she had another dream. And God spoke to her again through that particular dream. And I said, look, you need to know that God is calling you. And I had put some verses of scripture to her the night before. And as she read them, she recognized that, that in her second dream, that was exactly what I was saying to her in the dream. And so she then wrote to me the next day saying, this morning I sat in the garden and I gave my life to Jesus. And I just think, Lord, you are doing stuff that we don't even see or hear about particularly, but you're doing stuff directly with people, supernatural stuff that affects people's lives. And I think that's brilliant. That is signs of God moving in our nation at this time. Well, I can think of no better song to sing than, of course, uh, Heal Our Nation. Shall we have a listen to it, Nancy? Yes, absolutely.
was the heartbeats there and heal our nation and i guess uh, nancy that, that that track is is as relevant today as the day when you guys first began singing it it certainly is yes and i believe that that song really expresses our heart to god right now through this covid-19 situation and by the way it was lovely to hear heartbeat sing it i'm glad you we chose that particular um, because Verse. lots of people have actually recorded Heal Our Nation afterwards, you know, but it was lovely to hear, um, you know, the whole of Heartbeat sing that particular song. It's great. Now, of course, uh, Nancy, we know that, that sometimes, very often, the road to revival and renewal can take us through some very dark valleys. And uh, I know that, that Ray and yourself experienced, in fact, it was an extended period of it. Well, I'm all right in saying it was something like two years that, that you went through a, a, a very barren and challenging experience where I guess maybe at the time you and Ray didn't even understand yourselves. What, what was going on? No, he certainly didn't. It um, was a situation where my husband went through burnout. It was it was really strange because we weren't expecting this to happen at all. And suddenly he ex- he expressed it to me like this. It was like as if I hit a wall running, and suddenly he was stopped. And he left Heartbeat one um, not Heartbeat NGM one day uh, our premises here in Thornbury. And he wasn't in it again for a full nine months. And it was actually a full two years before he was completely better. But he went through depression. He went through just real heartache and a, a real attack, I think, from the enemy, to be honest. But he had to really make sure that he took a lot of rest. Because sometimes when you are recovering from uh, burnout or depression or whatever, you, you get a little bit of um, charge, if you like, in your battery. You know, it's almost as if you've been plugged in for a little bit and you think, oh, I'm, I'm fine now. And you go out and you expend that energy and suddenly you're back to the beginning again. And he just, he discovered that over and over again. And he had to really take time out um, to recover completely. We went away for a number of months and just recovered in the sun, to be honest. Our trustee said, that's what you need to do. And so that's what we did. And... Um, it took him longer than that to recover, but he certainly felt huge amount better after he came back from there. But it was a tough time, and people, even in NGM, didn't understand what he was going through. They couldn't understand why we couldn't mentor them or couldn't pray for them. I mean, it, it was he was in his bed. He, he wasn't leaving his bed for, for months, and so um, it was difficult for him to, you know, even pray for himself never mind pray for someone else but people just didn't understand 
Ray had suddenly, he was, Ray was someone who was always there and suddenly he disappeared and they didn't understand it. You know, it's in, I, I wrote a book called Treasures of Darkness because it's a book that I think people desperately need to hear whether they're going through depression or whether they're actually standing by looking after someone who's going through depression. And I, I learned a lot of things going through the journey. And Ray said to me afterwards, write a book, Nancy, and tell the truth in it. And a lot of leaders have discovered in that book that actually they can identify themselves and can learn from what we went through. And we're so honest about what we went through. Um, and so it, it was uh, it was something that I wouldn't like anyone to go through at all. But it, but it really helped to be able to understand what happens when you have burnout or you have depression. Well, there's that lovely scripture, isn't there? Beauty for ashes and then, and that weeping remains yes. for a night and joy comes in the morning. As you look back on, on, on that dark time in, in both of your lives, because it would have had an impact on you uh, as well, did God use it then to, 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 to birth something completely different? I mean, I know that obviously NGM had already been born and it was in the early days of that that, that this whole thing happened. But but did you see the fruit of that of that dark time a wee bit later on? Yes, definitely. And not in the way that you would expect by God giving us a vision to do something different, but more of how God changed us and how, you know, like before, if someone was depressed, I would probably be like, you know, like 80% of our country would just say, oh, you know, pull yourself together. You know, it'll be fine. You'll be fine. And of course, I said that to begin with, realizing very quickly that it wasn't going to be fine. Um, So I think the things that changed, changed in us rather than necessarily changed an NGM, you know, our vision, etc. Our vision remained constant and the same. We, we have always wanted to see people's lives transformed. And when we came through this two-year time, uh, not only did I have a, a real, you know, admiration for those who work in the caring profession, mm, <laughs> because yes. it was tough, you know, it really was tough, um, both for me and for Ray, but particularly Ray, obviously, because he was coming through um, a real significant illness, um, never mind anything else. People seem to think, oh, because it's depression, you can just pull yourself out of it. But someone described it like this, that if you had a broken arm, everybody would be at your door saying, how can I help? How can I do this? Would you like me to do this for you, that for you? But when you've got depression, people don't see it. And therefore, they just think, oh, goodness sake, get better, you know, that type of way. And we need to learn as a community of people that actually having depression is just a similar thing to having a broken arm, except you can't see it. And we need to be helping people to get through it rather than discouraging them even more. And of course, it's it's very, very common uh, sadly because there's, there's pressure on, on, on people and I guess if people are professing believers and even leaders in the church and they go through similar experience that the evil one will try and put shame and bring all sorts of lies to bear uh, what sort of advice Absolutely. if there's somebody listening to us right now who either is going through this themselves or indeed they know somebody who is what, what, what would you say to encourage them well I would say there's absolutely no shame whatsoever in you know, feeling depressed or feeling down. I, I mean, we I went through all the, the whole of this thinking, to begin with anyway, thinking, what on earth is wrong with us? What, what's happened? What have we done that actually 
this has come on us? Have we done something that's brought this? I mean, we would do absolutely everything. Eventually, God said to us, look, you, you haven't necessarily done anything wrong. That's not to say that we, <laughs> we weren't people who made mistakes. Of course we were. But, you know, you ha- it's not because you've done something wrong that this has come on you. What I want you to do is trust me through it. I'm in the boat with you. Um, and we learned a big lesson there that it's not, you're not necessarily, you know, you've not necessarily done something wrong that has brought this on you. Actually, it's something that you will go through because you'll go through it with Jesus and Jesus will help you to get through to the other side. He's with you in the boat. That's what I would say to anyone who has depression or has, you know, burnout or, or feels in some way that they've failed God, they haven't failed God, just keep on going. And that's something we did. You know, even when he was really feeling miserable and down, he never stopped reading his Bible and he never stopped praying. His prayers became a lot shorter than what they were before. And sometimes he could only say to God, God, help me. But he still prayed. He still connected in and he still, you know, asked God to do stuff within him. Nancy, obviously the spiritual health uh, of all of us is so important. And I know in, in, I think it was in 1997 that you started uh, the Nancy Gurdy Spiritual Health Weekend Program. So if I'd signed up, if I'd signed up for one of those programs, is it for men and women? uh, (laughs) What would I experience if I went? Because I know you still do these weekends, but what what would I experience if I signed up for one of those? Well, first of all, the spiritual health weekends, you can't sign up for them <laughs> because you're a man. I only have them for women. Um, and we did start Woe in me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, a lot of men have said to me, oh, please do it for men too. <laughs> um, but I really felt that we should do this for for women. And, and next year, uh, well, not next year, the year after, actually, February uh, 2022, I'm having my 25th anniversary. We weren't able to do it in 2021, so we moved it to 2022. Um, but we also do, this is good news for you, we also do spiritual health breakthroughs, which are online and are for men and for women. So <laughs> There is something for you, Blair. Hope is not lost, Nancy. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say it's a different conference to any other women's conferences. First of all, it's held in a hotel. This is the, the main weekend, uh, either in Britain or in Spain. And it's um, four-star hotels in Britain, five-star hotel in Spain. And it's um, a place where people can come and be pampered physically, but also toned up spiritually at the same time. So we have lots of pampering treatments for free. We have a prayer room that you can just sit in by yourself and or have people to pray for you if that's appropriate. We have the normal, you know, um, conference things that you would get at a women's event, but it's filled with teaching that is so relevant to everyday situation and also worship that just takes you into the presence of God. We also have a banquet meal on a Saturday night and we have our guys from NGM come and do a show afterwards and it is, as people have said, it's worthy of the West End. The standard is very, very high. So after the meal, we watch the the songs from the shows or Broadway Live or whatever uh, particular performance that we do 
Um, so it's quite different to, to other conferences that go on. But it's and of course you're staying in a in a four or five star hotel, which you know is is pampering by itself. Never yeah. mind anything hard, else. It's hard going, but, Nancy. It's hard going. <laughs> very hard going. <laughs> and of course, when you can have these events again, because obviously there would be restrictions because of COVID as well. But of course, details of all this yeah. and your books and everything that we're talking about today is via the MGM website, which is www.ngm.org.uk. I know that in 2001, you and Ray saw the fulfilment of a dream when your three million pound performing arts centre at Thornbury near Bristol was born and of course uh, you're still operating out of that centre uh, it must have been a joy to see the fulfilment of that take us on a, on a guided tour of of, uh, of of what we'd find there and, and maybe say a wee bit about how it came about well my goodness we have got an amazing building in Thornbury in fact we've got two buildings one is a manor house and the other is a performance venue and it's purpose made for exactly what we want to do so it's got two studios music studios in there it's got a dance studio it's got engineer rooms it's got producing rooms it's got media suite it's got a performance venue it's got training rooms it's just got everything we need really in that particular place it all started when God said to us, I want to give you a missions and arts centre. And we thought we were thinking big, but actually we were thinking tiny. Because what we thought God was going to give us was a house, which maybe would cost about £200,000. And we would convert the garage into a studio and use the house as offices. Um, But God took us on this five-year walk of faith, which... Uh, it's an amazing journey, it really is, and it's it's in my the journey is in my new book. Uh, who would ever have thought? Um, and it's, it tells you how we started from the starting point of believing God for two hundred thousand pounds, but actually, in the end, after five years, God gave us a three million pound complex that has no loans on it. God provided every penny, and before we started praying for this, we had nothing in the bank. So. Uh, God was just incredible. He provided as the journey went on and the vision expanded as the journey went on. Because believe you me, if God had told us, I want you to believe for a three million pound complex, (laughs) there is no way I would have believed that from the beginning. Um, It was bad enough trying to believe God for a 200,000 pound house, never mind God providing, you know, three million pounds for the complex to be completed, but that's exactly what he did. It was quite incredible. This is Hope FM. It's been a real delight to interview Nancy Gowdy during uh, this hour. Uh, and Nancy, you've got, you've got a brand new book coming out, but before we just briefly talk about that, I know that uh, uh, you, you had to say goodbye uh, to, to Ray as he went home to be with the Lord. I think it was on the 26th, 25th of July, was it, in 2016. He, he had been a tremendous uh, impactor in terms of, of the Christian music scene and, of course, in terms of the scene uh, generally and in, in, in an NGM. It must have meant a, a very big hole, not just in the organization's life, but, but in yours also. Oh, absolutely. Um, I was never expecting that to happen, to be honest, because although Ray had been ill, He was diagnosed um, about 22 months earlier with having pancreatic cancer. And, of course, that's a huge, massive thing to go wrong with you. Um, 
out of that, there's there's very few that can have the operation that can remove um, most of your insides, to be honest. But he he had he had that opportunity of going through that particular um, life, ch- you know, changing, I guess, operation, which it was just pretty awful to go through it, to be honest. But then after that, he had to go through chemotherapy. He then had to go through radiotherapy. There was at one point where he was diagnosed as being cancer-free, and uh, they told us, you know, live your life because, you know, you'll just have to keep getting tested every six months or so. But about maybe about six months after being told cancer-free, that cancer came back in the form of across his stomach and also in his bowel. And um, again, we just did what we did at the beginning. We we just went to God and said, okay, God, this is what the doctors are saying. This is what the nurses are saying. But what do you say? And of course, we felt, and I have to say many, many national Christian leaders felt the same, that God, that God was saying that we would live and not die. And so when we did die, it was a huge shock. I wasn't expecting it. Ray wasn't expecting it. And he, Ray kept saying to me, I will not die of cancer. He said, but if I'm, if I'm going to die, he said, it will be that God has said, this is your time to die, and God will take me rather than cancer killing me. And that's exactly what happened. He didn't die in pain. He, didn't, he wasn't on any drugs. He, didn't, he wasn't even on a paracetamol. And uh, he just felt really tired. And so I had stayed beside him the whole of the day. And and um, then that particular night, I went downstairs just to eat a, a meal and came back up within 10 minutes. And he had gone. And my life, <laughs> my life changed because my partner, my best friend, my the person I shared my life with, the person I loved desperately, been married to for 43 years, was gone. And I had loads of questions. I had loads of questions that I couldn't find any answers to. And I remember standing beside my bed that night that my husband had died. In fact, beside the bed that my husband died in. And I said to God, God, I have 101 different questions and I have no answer to them. But I want to say to you, God, I've made up my mind and I'm going to trust you. Because I'm not called to understand everything, but I am called to trust you. And trust you is what I'm going to do. And I, it was just, it was just a terrible time. But God really turned up for me. That particular night, he gave me two gifts. One was the peace that passes all understanding. And the second one was that he gave me like, and I can only describe it as a bubble of joy. And uh, those two gifts have never left me. And even while, you know, I'm still mourning my husband going, I'm still missing him, those two gifts remain. And those two gifts from God have just basically transformed my life. Well, uh, unfortunately, Nancy, time has eluded us, but I, obviously you've summed up all of what we've been talking about today in, in your, your new book, which is just about to be... Uh, released uh, and of course it's got a it's got a it's got a brilliant uh, title do you want to just tell folk about it yeah the title is who would ever have thought 
because this year I'm celebrating 40 years of being in full-time ministry. I can't believe it's 40 years. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm celebrating that. And then the 10th of the 10th of uh, this, this next month, um, I am having an online thing that people can join in. If they want to do that, go to ngm.org.uk and you can find out information about it. And join us online to celebrate those 40 years. But because of that, I wanted to write down what God had done in the last 40 years. And like, who could have thought, who could ever have thought what God would do through those 40 years? And uh, so the whole book is about God's amazing grace and God's provision and how God provided throughout the years for us all. And the, t- the lives that have been transformed just incredible. Who would ever have thought that God would do this through two simple young people from Scotland? But he has done. And actually, he can do it through anyone. And of course, all the information about the book, is the book being released in October, is it, Nancy? Yes, it is. It's been released for the 10th of October, which is the the date of the celebration. Mm -hmm. And the books, in fact, all of Nancy's books, because you've written quite a number of books uh, and the music and the details of all the ministry you can find by going to www.ngm.org.uk Nancy, thank you very much we're going to go out of the programme today uh, with a song from the Love Esther project uh, for this very moment do you want to introduce it? Yeah, my husband wrote a couple of musicals and uh, this was his first one called Love Esther and this is kind of the song where Esther is thinking, shall I go into the the king and risk my life? And this is a song from that particular part. Well, Nancy, thank you for being my guest. And uh, and I can say goodbye as well to all of you listeners. I'll be back with you uh, next week. And don't forget to go out and buy that book. It's got a great read. Nancy, many blessings. Thank you so much for having me on.
my people, why my friends, why my family? What's the problem with my race, my proven enemy? Just like wolves who hunt their prey, they're begging for our blood. Senseless killing, senseless war, my tears could cause a flood for this very For more inspirational interviews, podcasts, and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.